Welcome back to another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. I am your host, Lance Skurve. Today I want to speak about something a little different. And as promised, I said that I'm going to go much deeper into certain topics, into certain issues on a human level. And what's inspired this particular topic, which I'll tell you in a second, was a conversation that I had this morning with a very close individual who I consider my sister. And I love her very, very much. Ever since she has been in my life, my outlook has changed exponentially and gone up. And I'll say this, that it, things are never by chance. I'll tell you something about it that was very interesting. I followed her on Instagram. A lot of positive quotes, a lot of high vibrational photographs that made me gravitate toward her. This was not a sexual thing. It was a it was a spirit thing. It was a purity thing. Every time I would go to her page, I felt cleansed, right? And so one day, I, I was in a busy part of, of, a, of a, a cry here, a place called Osu. I love going there. It makes you get, gives me a shot of the New York City feel, although it's not New York City at all. Oxford Street, when you go down there, the restaurants, the buildings, the people, the tourists, wonderful thing. So I had just finished looking at her page. I was in one of the art stores, and I made a few purchases of art materials. And um, I put the phone back in my pocket. And all of a sudden, I hear it ringing. Like I dialed out. And I grabbed the phone. And I had called her on that particular social media platform. And I was trying my best to stop it. Because I don't want to be looked at as some crazy stalker. You know, some voyeuristic, you know, fetish, whatever type dude. And rude like that. So she said hello. And I was like, oh my God. I said, listen, I called you by mistake. I was looking at your page because after a while she followed me back also. And we knew each other that way. And by no means am I trying to be forward or try to call you and act like it's a mistake just to talk to you. Please disregard this. I'll never let it happen again. And she said, no, it's okay. It's all right. I was like, wow. And we started talking. And we started messaging each other. And then we started talking directly on the phone. And now it's a relationship that I cherish so much. And it's not some kind of secret undercover whatever, but it's a relationship that we keep at a certain, not distance, but keeping it away and known from the circles that have disappointed me and the circles that may disappoint me. This is my own private escape. And again, it's nothing that's not proper, okay? And it lets me know that you can have close relationships like this from a distance without the hanky-panky going on. And yes, we speak about every aspect of the human experience. There's nothing that we don't talk about, right? In a very mature level, on a deep level, our aspirations, our, our dreams, our visions, our goals, the things that used to bring fear to us. So it's a very deep and valuable relationship. If I had to choose five relationships to maintain and I had a choice, this would be one of them because I, I really love my sister very, very much. And, you know, I have sisters, but my father, when he passed, my father, when he had me, was 46 years old when he impregnated my mother. You know, they were married and everything. So he had children from late teens 
And I have two sisters in Jamaica. I didn't really get to know them because the the age, right? And when my father passed away, we had brief contact, but it never. So, how old must they be now? If I'm 60, what are they like? 90, <laughs> you know? But there's a lot of uh, children, grandchildren, and any scurvin that you see in Jamaica directly related to me. Any scurvin, S-C-U-R-V-I-N. But let me get back on topic because I don't have much time. We're doing a live show and I'm gonna be constantly checking the time. This is gonna be quick, okay. We spoke of ovulation and the cloak of sadness that can come over you as a sister when you're ovulating. Also, after the holidays, naturally many of us get, get blindsided side, signed, sided, <laughs> by a sadness after the festivities are over. Not that we indulge in them like that, but we see all of this stimulation around us and now it's gone. And so in a cold climate where it gets dark early and it's cold and things have died down and you're sensitive anyway, you're, you're, you're an empath anyway. So you're open to the vibrations around you that may not even be yours, but you absorb them without knowing. And so you can kind of blend in to what's going on around you, even though you may not want anger or sadness. You know, you'll let the happiness in, but you're more sensitive. Your, your barrier is more porous than other people. And so you tend to bring in things and sometimes it's harder to get out. You'll think more because when you're an empath and you think a lot, you go deeper into your past to figure things out, the pressures that are on you. And if you came up in a family that, say for example, let's just pick and choose. And my experience has been the Jamaican one, right? You have Jamaican families that the old school Jamaican who may be so churchified and rigid in their traditions and customs can't let go of the old way and when you now come up into a world that's modern and you want to venture out and you want to try new things they may say an encouraging word but deep down it's like you're violating because you're supposed to stay within this narrow construct and then when you come up with people in your family who will never I'm painting a picture here who never have given you an encouraging word or never undergirded you you know, it, it, it can be tough to self-propel yourself into a success that you know you can get, but because you don't have the support, your gas tank is, is kind of low of enthusiasm. So this is why it's important when you find yourself in these situations to have relationships that have nothing to do with that way of thinking. Now me, granted my father was from Jamaica, but he was a different kind of character. He was very positive. He grew up in an affluent family. You know, um, my mother's from America, but I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I was born and raised in the States and he did not have that kind of mentality because he was always one to challenge whatever boundaries others wanted to project as a man. And so I'm just saying this, that when you're ovulating and you're, you're going through the passage of the holidays into a cold, dark period and you're a little drained physically. 
it's not only physical stuff that's going on with you when it's the time of ovulation. You have to understand, ladies, that you are a giver of life even when you're not pregnant or impregnated or giving birth. You are still the giver of life and your body is going to maintain that until that time period of ovulation is over, right? So when you're going through these changes physically, it's not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual time. It's an emotional time. It's a time of all types of changes going on, although you may see what's coming out. That's a cleansing period. And there was a book that I read years ago by Queen of Fool, if that's, if that's me saying it right, that said every time you expel, and I'm not being nasty here, Let's, we're adults talking, every time you go to the bathroom and expel, either way, front or back, you need to be in the mindset of praise, of thankfulness, that you have the ability to expel out what's not good for you and have retained the nutrients that that particular food brought you, but now you can get rid of it. Now you're going higher because you have those nutrients in you. So I say that when you're going through ovulation and you may have what the world calls mood swings or sadness, sometimes we take artificial ingredients to level it out, but I don't think we should do that. I think we should feel it and go through it because there's a beauty to that period because you're expelling something out of you. Not only on a physical level, you know, with the egg and, and, and the blood, not to be nasty, I'm just talking real, but on a spiritual level, on a cerebral level, and that's a time of praise because you're being tuned up that if you are to be pregnant or not, you are always the giver of life. And for those women who do not have children, and are ovulating or ovulating and can't have children whatever have you you're still the giver of life your spirit your mind your mothering soul spirit there's so much you can give to a child even if the child didn't come out of your loins you are the giver of life and that's a heck of a responsibility and you will go through lots of changes that many men just don't understand oh you must be on your period oh here come the mood swings how insensitive that's a time of being quiet if we can, that's a time of deep meditation. And this is what I say also, and I have to watch this time because we have a live show coming. So, oh, well, mm -hmm, 18 more minutes, right? I'll talk for 10 more. I'm going to keep checking this though. When we, and this is for men too, when you reflect and you feel a little sad, I think there's also as a seed plant, so there, there's a there's an ovulation type period that we go through where you don't see the same physical results but for the sisters and especially when we start to get up in the chronological years and we are still ovulating you begin to reflect you're emotional as you should be and there's nothing wrong with being emotional we need our emotions right oh that sun feels so good when you're 40 when you're 30 40 50 say if you're still ovulating into your 50s and you start to reflect and you look back on your life and sometimes we get emotional because of the things that we could have done, things we think we should have done. That can become a weight on our heart. But I say this, when you were 18 years old or 16 years old, did you reflect and sometimes get sad about the past? Well, maybe if we had trauma in our life, maybe that little period, yes, we did. But it's even more so 
when you get up at 40 and 50 years old, you have more behind you, you feel, than you do ahead of you. But how do you know that you don't have more ahead of you? So um, in my conversation just a little while ago, I said, instead of getting into the period of intense reflection, which there's nothing wrong with reflecting, but when we, we reflect at the time of ovulation, it's very much more sensitive, and especially when you're an empath and we're swirling because there's still things coming at us when we need to be left alone to be quiet and sip some tea and listen to the music that we want or get out of nature and not even hear music at all, the music of nature we want to hear, just to be quiet and react with the elements as we cleanse. Well, instead of reflecting, why not do what you did when you were younger? And I'll make up a word. I don't know if this word is real, but preflecting. Maybe I made up a word. I don't know. Well, what do I mean? Well, when you were younger, regardless as to your situation, you said to yourself, huh, I'm 18 now. I can't wait till I'm 30. I can't wait till I'm 25 because you know that you have more power, freedom, and the amenities of being an adult, not realizing there's a price to be paid with that, right? Because when you get there, you're like, oh, I wish I can be a kid again. No mortgage, no car payment, no, no children. I, you know, I thought I would have the same free time. We think that way, but we preflected. So just because you might be of a certain age, it doesn't mean that you can't preflect, but I don't think that we preflect enough because I do it all the time. We are not to think of the transition. We're supposed to ride right up into that time until the wheels fall off and not think about, oh, my mother died at this age and I might die at this age and I only have so much time. You have the time now. Stop thinking about what will happen bad or whatever. Create something good to look forward to and preflect. Well, next week, there's a concert coming up and I'm going to go there with my camera and I'm going to meet wonderful people and I'm going to network. And look, I did that and I met wonderful people to network with. Create your reality and preflect. Even when you're going through that ovulation period, which is much more than the loss of blood because it's a cleansing period and just like I said Queen of Fua said that we need to rejoice when we release our sisters being the givers of life need to rejoice even when you have cramps even when you don't feel too good rejoice at that period of, 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 of a new slate coming the slate the blackboard being wiped clean for a new period in your life of growth and giving life not necessarily a child, but the giver of life in your inner circle to your mate, for yourself, for your children, for your friends, whoever's near or dear to you. Just be joyous that even though you're going through that, it's a cleansing. And it's a spiritual cleansing and a mental cleansing that goes along with it that we're not always ready for. But it's a beautiful thing because after it's over, you feel washed, anew, ready, clean. See? And that's very necessary. And I just wanted to share those words. Um, when you go to the bathroom and do what you do, you feel so good, you're empty. You're ready for another meal when the time comes. You've gotten the benefits of those nutrients. You've gotten the benefits of that time before you when there may have been toxicities around you and sometimes you have a heavier period. Well, maybe you went through something on a spiritual level, on a cerebral level, so heavy that it manifests as something intense as far as your flow is concerned, but you're really getting rid of that toxicity on a spiritual level that you didn't equate with the physical period, with the physical ovulation. I think a lot about these things, and 
I'm one man who is sensitive to our sisters and we as men need to be more sensitive to what they're feeling. We see them sometimes as physical objects, objects of pleasure, but it's much deeper than that. There is a pleasure aspect to their existence, yes, but that's very much in the minuscule. This is why there are soul ties created when you lay in the bed or wherever you do what you do, when you indulge in the intimacies. There are things created that you become a part of. There are women who, once they break up with a particular man who is toxic in his life, that the flow is not as intense when it's time to ovulate. She might go and be with a new person now that's better for her in her life. She made a better decision and she knew how to discern this man's spirit before she let him in her life. And her ovulation period is not as severe. You'll feel it a little bit, but it's a different thing because you're bonded to something that's made for you and is going to work along with you and is the real thing for you. Uh, I have to go. I hate to go. Let me know how you receive this message. If I said something that opened your eyes, it's just my perspective. Maybe I'm wrong on certain things. I'm not a woman, but from a man's point of view, I think that I've advanced enough in my awareness that I can speak on this in the conversation that I had with my dear sister. And I just want to say to my sister, I love you and I love your effect on my life. And like I said, you're my gift. The rest of the world, will, will they're not going to get to you. This is our secret righteous relationship. There's nothing wayward about it. But you have to have those that can tell you in a brutally honest fashion where you stand and you can come to them for, with anything. And I think when you have the blending of platonic male-female relationships, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But this society has twisted our mind where it only has to be one thing, and that's not right. I finally have a sister in my, my life that I can confide in, that would tell me when I'm wrong, that would tell me when I'm doing something right, and I got you back too. And there are many sisters I have this kind of proximity to, but this one here is very special. Anyway, I want to say salute to my brothers. Much love to my sisters. I hope you got something out of this. I got to get out of here. The show's going to start soon. And I'm going to just flow with that. I don't have any notes or anything. But we're going to talk about Passport Brothers. You see? And um, that's a very, very touchy subject. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. But anyway, much love to you all. Take care. Lansker, out. Leave your comments. Let me know how you feel about this. And let me know. I talk about anything. I challenge you. Drop a little comment or in the comment section or shoot me an email at lance at lancecurve.com. Everything is down below in the description of how to reach me. And thank you for all your support. And I love you all. Take care. Much love. Mm -hmm.